Welcome to Inside Markets, presented by Jackson Square Capital. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. The information provided was compiled intraday. U.S. equities are mostly higher after the S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 closed back below their 50-day moving averages yesterday. Consumer discretionary outperforms with auto OEMs higher into tomorrow's UAW contract expiration. Tech also outperforms despite ongoing weakness in Apple as semis lead for a second day. Life science diagnostic names Danaher and Thermo Fisher Scientific are notably strong with little explanation, while investors book short-term profits in regional banks after U.S. Bank warned that net interest income could miss the midpoint of prior guidance. Airlines are also weak after American Airlines and Spirit Airlines provided negative updates. Treasury yields are mixed with curve steepening. The dollar is firmer versus yen and euro, but little change versus sterling. Gold and crude oil are mostly flat, while base metals trade a touch lower. This morning's August CPI print did little to shift the inflation narrative in either direction. Headline CPI came in line, up 0.6% month over month, while the rounded core rate came in hotter, up 0.3% versus expectations for 0.2%. This takes the year-over-year headline rate to 3.7%, up from 3.2% last month while the year-over-year core rate slips to 4.3% from 4.7% in July. Participants supporting the disinflation theme can point to continued progress in core CPI with assumed weakness in shelter prices going forward. Those supporting a prolonged period of elevated inflation are citing upward pressure from energy and sticky core services CPI. In aggregate, the report should keep the status quo in place with the Fed unlikely to close the door on future rate hikes anytime soon. OIS-based probability for a November rate hike ticked up 2 percentage points to 39%, and there's talk of the 24 dot moving higher in next week's summary of economic predictions. A number of central bank meetings are scheduled over the next two weeks, with the ECB kicking things off tomorrow. Market-based probability for a September ECB rate hike has increased to 65%, from roughly 50% on Monday. Beijing said it hasn't banned any foreign phone brands, but said it has uncovered security issues with the iPhone. Reports suggest that Apple has become a geopolitical chess piece, with a China-wide ban on the iPhone unlikely due to Apple's large manufacturing footprint in the country. Auto OEMs in Europe are outperforming after the EU said it would launch an investigation into whether the Chinese government is providing illegal subsidies to domestic EV manufacturers. With more companies deciding to stay private for longer, investors could be missing out on opportunities if they limit their investments strictly to public markets. At Jackson Square Capital, we provide our clients with institutional access to a wide range of private offerings including equity, credit, and real estate. The current earnings yield on the S&P 500 is 5.8%, using the consensus 12-month Ford EPS estimate of $260. There's nothing wrong with a 5.8% earnings yield until you compare it to the current 10-year risk-free rate of 4.25%. It's even worse if you compare it to a current T-bill yield 
of 5.25%. But most discounted cash flow valuations use a 10-year Treasury yield to determine longer-term terminal values. The yield on a short-duration T-bill is also more volatile than the yield on 10-year notes, which raises a question about the future return on cash. In a roundabout way, the market is implying a much lower cash return in the future, which should be our cue to add duration. The S&P 500 is richly valued regardless of what model you use, but valuation is a dull instrument when it comes to timing markets. Using the aforementioned discounted cash flow model, the current forward multiple should be closer to 14.5 times than the current multiple of 17.3 times. An expensive valuation tends to cap the upside rather than generate downside when equity volatility is subdued. However, a spike in equity volatility would likely begin to close the 2.7 turn valuation differential, suggesting as much as 16% downside from current levels. This makes the volatility index the most important near-term gauge to watch, with sustained closing levels north of 22 potentially starting the process. Thanks for listening to Inside Markets. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and consider sharing Inside Markets with someone who would find our insights beneficial. Investment advisory services are offered through Jackson Square Capital, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. This material is intended for informational purposes only. It should not be construed as legal or tax advice and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified attorney or tax advisor. This information is not an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. The information contained may have been compiled from third-party sources and is believed to be reliable.